I have a feeling that maybe when Sally looked at the reading, overcoming fear might have been a good topic. <laughs> it either means I trust you, Sally, or I was trying to find a way to stop your reading. It's the first one. <laughs> you did an excellent job. Uh, the uh, the professor that taught me in seminary about how to lead worship said this about when we run up against words like that. There is nothing worse than a timid mistake. He says, just pronounce it however you pronounce it, and everybody else will figure that for the last 65 years, they've been pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> One of the phrases that was in today's reading that Sally read for us was, Thus says the king. At times, I think we forget that, that what's written in the scriptures is a story. I mean, it's a different story than other ones that we read. It's a holy story. It's the story of God and God's people. And it's a story nonetheless. And so there are times where, just like any good author does, in the scriptures, sometimes words are supposed to give us a clue as to what is going on. Thus says the king is part of one of those phrases that is supposed to give us a bit of a clue that things are different. Because normally what we would hear from a prophet would not be thus says the king, but thus says the Lord. And even though Isaiah is writing down somebody else's words, in this particular reading, as any author does, they have the right to change things and phrase things slightly differently. He could have avoided that section of thus says the king. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He keeps them in for the effect that was intended for them. Thus says the king. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you. Do not let Hezekiah make you rely on the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. On the surface, on the surface, this seems to be a very simple statement from the Assyrian king of his dominance over the king of Israel. And quite surely, the king of Assyria was dominant in those days. There was not a nation that lived up to opposing him. His army was great. He captured every land that he wanted. And so this seems to make sense. There was 
no stopping his army. And quite frankly, in some ways, this is good warfare. Because if he goes and he gets the people of Israel to begin to doubt their own king, he weakens their defenses and makes it easier for him to take over yet another land. But it's not just a comment of one king about the might of another. By employing thus says, Isaiah is hoping to remind us of thus says the Lord. This comment from the king of Assyria is not just something about Hezekiah. This is about God. That the king of Assyria can even overcome even overcome the God of Israel. Do not let Hezekiah mislead you by saying the Lord will save us. Has any of the gods of the nations saved their land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of... I don't even know that one, Sally. Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who among all the gods of these countries have saved their countries out of my hand? The king of Assyria is making it quite clear that not only is he more powerful than Hezekiah, he's more powerful than God. That's quite the bold statement. One that Isaiah hopes that his readers, us, won't take lightly. God responds. God being active in the lives of God's people speaks through the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, when the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have reviled me. I myself will put a spirit in him, so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. God addresses the very basic emotion that's now troubling the people of Israel. Fear. Fear that their king isn't powerful enough Fear that the king of Assyria is more powerful. Fear that maybe, maybe the king of Assyria is right. None of the other gods have been able to stop him. And maybe, maybe their own god won't be powerful enough to stop 
the invasion from coming. For see, people often believe even today that if something goes wrong, it's some sort of divine punishment. And it would be easy to hear these words and to say, well, maybe, maybe not only is the king of Assyria going to come, maybe our God's even going to let it because we've done something wrong. But that's not the response from God. This is not a matter of divine punishment. This is a time for divine protection. Protection that comes not from the might of the army of Israel, but comes from the word of God. I myself will put a spirit in him, so he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land. A rumor. A rumor. Not a great army. Not some giant who's going to come and slay him. A rumor. And we've seen, and probably most of us in our lives have suffered from a good rumor over time. We know how disabling they can be. We know how dangerous and destructive a misspoken word can be. We know how painful, how painful words can become. But it's interesting that God chooses a word as a way of dealing with all of this might, all of this military power. Not more might, not more power, not more war, but a word. For such is the word of God. We know how powerful they can be. We know that we often refer to Jesus as the word of God. At the beginning, well, at the beginning of John, but at the end of our Christmas Eve service, we will read this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The phrase, thus says the Lord, actually isn't in the Gospels. It's only a phrase that's in the Hebrew Scriptures. Why? Because we don't need to hear, thus says the Lord, when we have Jesus in our midst. When Jesus speaks to us, we are hearing, hearing the word of God. One of the things that Jesus often speaks about in the Gospels is peace. And the peace that's promised at the end of the reading that Sally read today. He actually speaks about it 19 times in the Gospels. To me, this one is the one that is the most memorable. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house 
where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This moment, this moment in the New Testament is one where the disciples are gripped with fear. Fear because their Messiah, their hopeful king, had died. Fear because he had been raised from the dead and stood before them, something that hadn't happened before. Fear was a really powerful emotion for them and is for us. And in the midst of the fear, the word comes to us and promises us peace. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. In God, in Jesus, in the word of God, we hear that a time will come when swords will become plowshares, spears, pruning hooks. The time for war, animosity, hatred, and particularly fear is over. Through Jesus, we know peace. Through Jesus, we have the strength to overcome our own fears. And through Jesus, the words of kings have no power. Because our faith helps us to rely on that which is all-powerful, the word of our God. Thanks be to God.